Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. So Dr. Siegel, welcome to the show today. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah. Now, this today's show is going to be special, and it's going to be a little different than we normally do, and, I, and, and on purpose. Um, so you're actually a veterinarian. Is that I by am. trade? By trade and practice, right? So you're sitting in your clinic. Yeah. Is that... It, it, I am sitting Good. in my, Perfect. my exam rooms. I, I move over so you can see. <laughs> I love Every it. I love room it. is painted a little differently, and it's all about the wonderful energies that art brings us. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. I love it. And so we were talking pre-show, and that's why I'm so excited for the show. We were talking pre-show because you're a veterinarian. You specialize, obviously, in, in animals and pets, and you and, and extensively, and not just you're not just your normal veterinarian. Um, you, you've got a special practice there, but I love how the, in the pre-show, we were talking about how this all kind of ties together. And then I actually have, as you were talking, I was having some experiences and some memories of the pets that I've had. So, so basically, um, you know, typically on the show, we don't talk about pets, but they're such an integral part of our lives, right? I have two dogs currently. I've had pets my whole life, like uh, literally from, you know, from early childhood all the way through dogs, cats, raccoons, deer, birds. I grew up in a, out in the country. We had all kinds of wild animals we had as pets. So, so it's an exciting show today, but we are going to talk about kind of this whole thing of uh, pets but not just as pets kind of out there, but pets kind of almost like in here, right? And how those kind of yeah. connect with us. So it, it, so tell us kind of what, what you're passionate about, what your practice is about, and then let's just dive into that. Wow, that opened up a lot, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I've been practicing, I'm rounding 40 years. Uh -huh. so, so you started when you were two. Time. You started when you were two. two. Right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I actually did. I, that... My first little patient, I was a little kid, toddler, you I know, picking it. up animals outside yeah. and, and, you know, rounding up the little lizards that lived out in South Florida pool area. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I opened my practice about 40 years ago, graduated veterinary school and allopathically trained like you know, all veterinarians, there is no integrated veterinary education. We all are trained allopathically as the human doctors are. Mm -hmm. And about 20 years into practice, I had a personal experience, which I think is, it really is what the trajectory is for everybody. There's either a personal experience, you know, your own health challenge, a financial challenge, or somebody that you love that has a challenge that takes you out of your comfort zone and into an area where the need is so great. So for me, it was one of my show horses and my youngest daughter who had a riding accident during the show. Mm -hmm. And the horse literally saved my daughter's life. And it was in my quest to fix the horse that I was told by equine veterinarians, I'm a small animal practitioner mm -hmm. and I do small animal and exotics. So I have horses, but I don't typically work on them. Right. And so she was having these neck spasms that were causing her to rear in the air. We thought they were seizures at the time it started. So when I had equine veterinarians come out and look at her, they literally said, we don't know why she's doing this, but she's not safe to ride. She'll never be shown again. And here are your two options. You can put her out to a pasture and retire her. Mm -hmm. Seven years old, US and Canadian national champion in open divisions and could still take my 10 year old safely around the arena mm -hmm. until that one show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, it, that or euthanize her and right. those were not 
they were not acceptable options. And so in that moment, there was something that kind of woke up in me that said, just because they don't have the answer, they're not bad people. They just don't know. So right. I'm going to seek the answers. And that set me on a trajectory where first I learned chiropractic and then I learned acupuncture and then nutrition and everything I learned, I applied to her. And I, of course, applied it into my veterinary practice. And then I just kept soaring from there. So now I'm, I'm called the biohacker of the veterinary world <laughs> because I, I take these innovations that are out there that could either be physical or energetic or sound frequency, whatever it is. And I figure out how can we apply that to our animal industry mm -hmm. to be able to help these animals heal. So as an integrative veterinarian, my focus is on now finding the root cause of the problem. And in order to find the root cause of the problem, we have to really understand the animal's biology, kind of like a car. Mm -hmm. If your car started having a problem, and you had no experience in car mechanics, you wouldn't know how to fix it, you wouldn't know how to diagnose it, but somebody who's trained in understanding how the car runs would know how to run through the test to figure out where the problem is and then fix the problem. Well, the biology isn't a whole lot different. We're really dealing with either a deficiency of essential nutrients, that over the past 20 years, our food is nutrient-legally depleted. No one argues that point. We know that the soils that our food is growing on have not been sustainably supported. So we're deficient in those essential vitamins and minerals. And then the toxicity level, oh my gosh, you know, just look at glyphosate alone. Right. Not only is it an antibiotic and a toxin, but it's also inhibiting the production of certain amino acids that the bacteria are supposed to produce, which is then going to be in our food supply so then we can eat it. So these amino acids are blocked from even being made. So it's understanding the deficiency and the toxicity, and then also the mitochondria. It is the mitochondria the powerhouse of the cell? Is it able to produce the energy that it needs to produce? And I'll tell you one little simple thing mm -hmm. is that the mitochondria needs light in order to run the Krebs cycle, the, mm -hmm. the process where we make energy. Well, what do we spend most of our day doing? Staying indoors, right? right? So we go to work early, we, go to, we come home late, people are not outside during the early morning, the midday and the evening as a general rule. And where are our pets? They're indoors with us right. as a general rule. So we're all light deficient. Just there alone, that is a big deal. And, and I think, and I definitely want the listeners and the viewers to hang with us on this because this is going to go a lot deeper. I can already tell it. I could tell in the initial. This is going to go a lot deeper. But if you don't have pets, even if you don't like pets, listen into what, what's happening here and listen into what's being said because everything you're saying is exactly what we talk about in the show from the experts that come on microbiome, gut health, you know, brain health, mm -hmm. sleep, you know, proper nutrition, all of these things. So you may be listening as like, well, I don't have, I don't have a dog or a cat. So, but, but there's a, this is going a lot deeper because you've basically, you've taken a field that is, is kind of, I would say new to the human species and you're, yeah. you've integrated into the pet world, but there's so many uh, similarities that sometimes, uh, you know, I studied in, I've studied in India quite a bit off and on. And one of the teachers there said, you know, the world is a mirror, right? So every where I go, whatever I'm seeing, that's ref I'm reflecting something of myself in that image. And so I think, you, totally. you know, as we talked about pre-show, our pets are a great indicator. But, but even if you don't have pets, there's stuff going on in this conversation with Dr. Siegel today that's much deeper than just talking about a dog or a cat 
taking them to the vet, getting them a shot, and bringing them home, right? This isn't just the, 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 this. The pets can be uh, great uh, healers. In fact, um, uh, I was I was listening to um, oh, what's the doctor the other day, and he was quoting a quoting a study they did. They said the number one thing you for longevity, the number one thing is to have a dog. You'll add ten years to your life. You can, eat, you can eat all the organic food you want. You can diet. You can exercise. You can do all that stuff, and you'll add years. You can add a full decade to your life by just having a stinking dog. I've got two, so I get 20 years on the end of my <laughs> life, right? So I'm going to live at least into my absolutely. 90s. But, but have you heard that study or heard that a, a similar type oh, of implement? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, because it helps you to go into a parasympathetic state. They're giving an unconditional love. We're you know, being able to receive that unconditional love. But since you opened the doorway, let's talk a little yeah. bit about the energetic side. Cause we just, I love you know, it. we talked right. about the physical side, the deficiency, right. the toxicity, the metabolism, the, the mitochondria making energy, that's all the physical side. But then there's an energetic side. And we've seen a shift about 20 years ago, interestingly enough, and pets used to be your pet. Mm -hmm. And then your pets were your, um, you know, your family member. And now our pets are our soul family. So it is a very different bond. And if we look at the world, you know, obviously the world is very different than it was 20 years ago. Yes. We see a lot more chaos. We see a lot more contrast, yeah, which to me is a contrast. wonderful yeah. thing. It's a yeah. phenomenal opportunity to be alive right now because we are really becoming conscious. We're waking up and we're able to see things that we otherwise would have never been paying attention to. So I think it's a phenomenal time to be alive. And w our animals are playing a huge role in that awakening process. And how they're doing that is because we love our pets so much. They are the fur family that we have. They're our soul family. And when they start to have a problem, most pet parents that are that bonded are going to seek the answers to get them better. And it's in that process of needing to understand how do I get my fur baby better that it starts to reflect back on them. So now they have to look at their environment. They have to look at the things that they're feeding, what water they're drinking. But most importantly is what are their thoughts? Are you a negative person? Are you the victim? Is this happening to you? Or is your fur member of that family, the sole pet that you have, are they showing up at this time in your life with their particular challenge? Nothing's a coincidence and nothing's an accident. So there's all of these metaphysical meanings and relationships that if we can, and I'm not minimizing the agony when you have a pet that's dying of cancer or any other degenerative disease, I'm not minimizing that at all. But again, we can be a victim or we can choose to experience this in a way that helps lead us to our highest and best good. What is it that we are, and I don't like the word learn um, because it sounds like we're you know, being wisdom, punished. So I don't wisdom like that. How, the wisdom we're gaining from something? Or? Yes. How can we gain wisdom? How can we cut the ties to those things that are no longer serving us mm -hmm. so that we can elevate, we can ascend, we can raise our energetic vibration in such a way that it improves not only our energy, our pet's energy, but on a quantum level, we know that we're actually affecting even our ancestors. So as we find those things that need to be cleared because they're showing up like a street sign, here's your sign, 
And if you choose to ignore that, guess what? It comes back up again. You know, a few days, a few years down the road, you get to have that same experience again with a different name, a different face, a different individual, but you're having the same experience. So that's how I help my pet parents to understand what they're hardwired to and literally what they're trying to fix or, or resolve or transmute, whichever mm, word resonates right. with you, is it's those things that are most in your face, that are most painful, that are repetition. I have another animal with cancer. I have another animal with autoimmune disease, right? So when we take a step back from the story, because I just think this is earth school, yep. when we take a, a step back from the story and we look at the situation and we ask ourselves, where have I experienced this before? Identify the emotions that we're feeling. Is it anger? Is it rage? Is it guilt? Is it shame? Is it frustration? You know, what is that low vibration that this experience is bringing up? Because then we can start to understand how to dissipate that, how to transmute that energy and make it into something that is far better. We're, none of us are going to live forever. I, you know, so our, my number one thing people ask is, can you make my dog live forever? I go, well, then he's going to outlive you and that would suck. <laughs> but, you know, we all know we're not going to be here forever. But the time that we're here, we need to live, not worry about when we're going to die. Are we living life to its highest and best potential? Are we contributing to the most that we can do with our talents and our passions and the love that we have? And can we take and identify those things that we need to transmute and then do the work to transmute it? You know, there's a gazillion opportunities out there. If anybody doesn't know how to find somebody, I will be happy to connect you. But it's, first of all, becoming aware that everything really is happening for a reason. And it's not to make you a victim. It's not to make your life on earth miserable. It's to help you have the experience that we all chose to be here at this time in the world for a reason. And our pets just help us to get there faster. And, and, I, and this, is, this is exactly why I like, love doing this show. This is exactly why I like, love doing this show because in the, in the last 10 minutes, you've just expanded my thinking. You've expanded my way of looking at my dogs and my, you know, the pets I've had in the past. And it, you know, as I'm hearing you talk, it's, it's like these pets are, can be a very important catalyst for my spiritual growth, my personal growth, my emotional growth. Um, yes. You know, it's not just, uh, you know, I, I have a dog or I have a cat and it's this thing that serves me or that I enjoy petting or that, but it's actually part of my uh, evolving to, it, the way you express it, it's my, uh, it's another way to work on evolving to the, my highest self or to be living more life more purposefully, which I'm like, I have never had this talk with my vet. I'll be honest with you. I've never, <laughs> ever had my vet say, now here's why your dog is sick <laughs> and how is this showing up for you? But it, I think that's, and again, that's why I love doing this show because I think hopefully the listeners are becoming enlightened about this as well because I, you know, I feel it's so true. I mean, just as you're saying, I can feel the truth of it, right? It's, it's, and before I would have, before this show today, I would have never, ever put those two things together, right? It was kind of like, that's over there and I'm over here and yes, I'm reading spiritual books and I'm, you know, studying scripture yeah. and I'm going to India and I'm meditating and I'm doing all this stuff. 
but I never would have brought my pets into the equation and said, how am I showing up with my pets is also how I'm showing up in different areas of my life that this is a repetitive thing is and that's what that's what i'm hearing you say which is beautiful yeah oh they deliver amazing messages i had a lady that came in yesterday for the first time her dog has a a very advanced cancer Mm -hmm. and of course she's super stressed out and she was told the dog would only have three months to live that was a month ago so now she's counting it down two months 60 days and and so she was looking for other solutions and so of course we started working together and And the first thing I had to do was literally help her to calm down because she was in the highest sympathetic state, Mm -hmm. which of course we can't heal in, which means the dog can't heal because he's in training to her. Mm -hmm. So we did some tapping rounds, you know, just to get her to Mm -hmm. calm down and be able to breathe. And then, you know, the next thing was helping you to understand how this dog is a mirror or a reflection of where she needs to be. And I just happened, never used this analogy before, but I used the analogy of the Dalai Lama. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me with this amazing wonderment and she said, we were actually talking, her and her husband, about the Dalai Lama the day before. Oh my. So how the universe Mm -hmm. was able to capture her attention and say, yes, you're supposed to be here. You need to be listening. This is a message for you and just delivered it twice in under 24 hours from two different independent sources. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Very cool. And, and now mm-hmm. you've delivered a message for me and you didn't know until right now that the, I and the Dalai Lama share the same birthday. So I feel somehow I'm connected to your story. Now. There like, you go. You brought up the Dalai Lama. So I've got George Bush Jr. and the Dalai Lama, <laughs> all of us born on July 6th. So, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's just strange how you tied all that in. <laughs> so, <laughs> not a coincidence. <laughs> not a coincidence. And so do you have some other, I, I think that was a very helpful example. So, so in that example, kind of what is your, what's going to be the protocol to help her and the dog kind of, I, I guess, what do you do with that? What, what's the treatment or how do you address it? I'm just amazed at like, how, what happens? Yeah, I've got an ebook, which is a free download. If oh, okay. anybody yeah. wants to download this, it's um, holistichealingvet.com. Super okay. easy. Okay. And with the ebook, it goes through my six steps to, it, it actually goes through the five steps because the sixth one is the emotional healing. So step number one, I teach how to stop polluting the body. Step number two, how to make sure all the essential nutrients are in the body that it needs to mechanically do its job. Number three is heal the gut. Number four is detoxification of all six organs of elimination. Number five is mitochondrial repair. And number six, which is not in the ebook, is how do we heal the emotions? Because all dis-ease has trapped emotions associated with it. So for me, when I'm working with my clients and my patients, I'm addressing both the physical and the metaphysical. And I'm looking for what are those metaphysical messages? What are the links? What, what is the things that are trapped associated with whatever this disease is? So that step number one, I release the pet from having to deliver the message. You know, they're carrying this information for somebody to interpret it and relay it. Mm. So does that make sense? It's yeah, like the yeah. Pony Express, right? Yeah, I'm tracking so most of our soul too. pets, yeah, they've traveled with us since whenever, the beginning mm-hmm. of time. And so they're showing up in a way that helps us to catch our attention and then be receptive to hearing 
what that message might be. And it could come in many different ways. Like this lady who heard her and her husband were talking about the Dalai Lama. And then the next day I mentioned the Dalai Lama in, in an integrated part of the story. Like that just is too non-coincidental, right. right? Right. And I never, and I never used the Dalai Lama before mm -hmm. in an example of what I was explaining to her. So I thought that was pretty interesting to me. It was mm -hmm. almost like a channeled message. Right. Right. Which we all do. This is, I'm you're sure your audience is used to it. You know, some people will go, oh, that's kind of woo-woo. Mm -hmm. But we all do it. We just don't always acknowledge it. Right. So the less awakened person, they may have an incident where they're driving their car and something tells them not to turn down that street. And if they listen, nothing happens. If they don't listen, they something, you know, hopefully not terrible happens. And they go, you know, I knew I shouldn't have done that. And I did it anyway. And you're right. And then right. there's consequence. So it's that kind of a thing. And it's that intuition that we have suppressed so much that our pets can help us to bring out. But we all channel. It's, it's not anything unique. It's just that we have to maybe work with somebody who can help us feel more confident in hearing the messages and being able to interpret the signs. But I look at everything in my life and I go, that's interesting. Why did I create that? And mm -hmm. some of it's painful. Right. Honestly, the most painful portions are the ones that have the most healing involved because those are the ones that are typically hardwired in our subconscious mind. And so it's just coming back up as a program, kind of like your computer. Right. Let's mm -hmm. say your hard drive is full <laughs> and you need to make room on the hard drive. So you have to start deleting files. Well, you can't stand across the room at your closed computer and say, delete, delete, delete. It, it's not going to do anything. Right. So you have to open the computer. You have to find the program. You have to literally open the file and then you have to choose if you want to delete. And what does the computer say when you hit the delete button? Right. Are you sure? Are you sure you are you sure? Yeah. No one ever misses that question. <laughs> right. Are you sure? Right. And your subconscious mind is exactly like that. If you start to delete a program that you're hardwired to, your subconscious mind is going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. If you delete that, I don't have something else to put in its place because you haven't added a new program. So this is where working with practitioners who can do emotional clearing and mm -hmm. the emotional reprogramming and all that is really important because your subconscious mind is there to all to, it runs you on autopilot and it keeps you safe with what it knows, but it's just a database and right. it's information that was put in by ancestors and their family and your, whatever you saw and learned up to seven years of age. And so that is your CPU. And some of it may be serving you really well, but I always ask my pet parents, if something comes up, it's super easy. You ask the question, is this pattern serving me a positive purpose? And if it is, keep doing it. But if it's not, that needs to be reprogrammed. And, and again, uh, you're a veterinarian and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and this is so amazing. So, when somebody comes in, and, and even in, this, in that example or any other example you want to use, the pet has cancer, it, I mean, everything you're saying sounds like that you're working with the owner about their emotional issues, and the pet is um, not secondary, but the pet's just, a, a, to your point, like a, a messenger for the, the healing of the actual owner of the pet. So your, your, your vet clinic is really, it sounds like, treating the humans <laughs> and, and the pets, but, but the pet is, the, the treatment of the pet, I'm sure is obviously, you know, you're taking care of the pet as well, but it's, 
you're yeah. are you like coaching people then and counseling kind of or like not much okay. I, I help them to get awareness i okay. direct them to information oh, so that okay. they can start internalizing it very rarely do i do emotional clearing on people okay. sometimes it happens but i for the most part i don't work on people got it but i direct them to my fellow healers mm -hmm. where they would be best served in that category Sweet. Uh, but just oh just getting information and awareness right, right? so like if I directed people to your podcast so that right. they could gather more information or to right. summits that are going on about right. spiritualism or about health and healing or, you yeah. know, so I do direct them to information. I just don't directly work with people. Got it. Even though you're, you are, <laughs> you just, it yeah, is. yeah, and yeah, it's just, right. You're I'm channeling. To, yeah. I'm getting ready to open a franchise uh -huh. called SPAWS, S-P-A-W-S, uh -huh. yeah. SPAWS Family Wellness Centers. And these are detox centers for pets and their parents. Nice. So you as a pet owner, if you want to go spend a detox day, you would go with Your pet. multiple pets or one yeah. or however you want to do it or the whole family. And so you, you come in and um, the premise of the process is to get into a parasympathetic state, mm -hmm. which is the state where we're relaxed and we can rest, repair, regenerate and rejuvenate and detoxify. And so we get them into a parasympathetic state and then they go through a variety of other detoxifications for all six organs of elimination. So that looks like liver detox and lymphatic detox and lungs and kidneys and colon and hyperbaric oxygen and all these things that help the body to literally detoxify. But in the process, we also have educational programs that are teaching people about species appropriate diet and how to have a cleaner house, how to mitigate or identify and then mitigate EMF toxicity. Right. And so there's so many different aspects. It's not one thing. It's not a pill for the ill or a diet for the disease. And sadly, there's a lot of veterinarians who are calling themselves holistic or integrated veterinarians. And all they're doing is taking the same allopathic model and switching from a drug to an herb. Right. That's not hacking it. Right. We right. have to understand that there's this whole body and spiritual body. And it's really in the process of understanding that it's all together. It's not one piece. In human medicine, it's become so individualized. You have the eye doctor who doesn't speak to the ear doctor, who doesn't speak to the toe doctor, who doesn't speak to the cardiologist or the liver doctor or the kidney doctor. And, you know, it's like everybody's so separate and they don't communicate. And yet you're one entire human being and all these other parts are communicating to each other inside of you. So in what I do, I try to help people look at the big picture, but we can't ignore the small picture. We still have to look at what are you physically doing that's causing a problem? So if you're feeding a processed kibble diet, there's a problem there. We right. need to get over that hump number, number one. And then what is good water? What does that look like? What is structured water? I mean, we could go off on tangents. Um, how do we eliminate the toxic house cleaners, the products that most people wash their clothes in? The big T word, you know, Tide. Uh, <laughs> this podcast oh, brought to you by. <laughs> but, but you know, we're talking about all these products that have all these chemicals in them. They're hormone disruptors, they're estrogen mimicking compounds, and they're contributing to the dysfunction of our bodies. 
So we really need to take a good look. If you just download the ebook, guys, mm -hmm. that will give you a wonderful segue into at least a starting point. And then I do have an online program. It's a three-hour course that teaches pet parents what can you do? How do you understand the biology? What are the tests that you should be doing? What is the diet? How do you heal the gut? How do you detoxify? Not to say that everybody's going to run out and buy $100,000 worth of equipment, but at least they understand what they should be looking for and what they should be asking for. And there's many hacks that we don't have to spend a lot of money on something. But, you know, if you are near a spas or you want to open a spas, <laughs> then that might be something that would speak to that person, you know, where you could be making a better impact in the world by helping to contribute to truly changing the frequency, changing the energy of our pets by helping them to be healthier. And then the people are in my world, the people are just kind of the byproduct of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The people are the, are the, are the things over there, but, but they're not right. I mean, it's because, because typically we will do more for others than we will do for ourselves typically. And so and people will do more for their pets than they will for themselves. Exactly. And so I can, I, as you're talking, I can see, because I always have to remind myself as you're talking, we're talking about pets. And then I'll say in my mind, we're talking about pets, but we're not, we are, but we're not right. So, but so basically by detoxing the house for my pet, I'm also obviously de I mean, I'm going to be captain obvious here. I'm detoxing the house for myself. If I'm, if I'm, yeah. uh, if I start to focus on, I've got to help my dog eat cleaner food, then guess what? I'm, I mean, subconsciously and probably consciously I'm becoming aware, gosh, I'm eating a lot of process. I mean, there's just all of those yeah, it's almost like we become the 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 explorer or the you know we want the learner for our pet, but then we're also learning that these things, you know, if I get rid of it for my pet, I'm also getting rid of it for me. I'm going to have a cleaner life. Yeah. I, I actually, so my dog, I've got two dogs. One of them's a Australian cattle dog, and this dog is just like she was a stray, so she's really she just wants to wander. We have a fence; she can jump a five foot fence in a heartbeat. Standing, I mean, she's only like you know a foot tall or so at her at her shoulder. And so she was just whines and whines and, you know, we know we need to take her for a walk. We know we need to get out and exercise. We don't get uh, maybe take her for a walk as much as we should. And so she started running our neighborhood, right? So, and, she, and there was no way to keep her in the fence. So you let her out to go to the bathroom. Once a day, she would just jump the fence and take off. And then on our Facebook uh, community group for the neighborhood, you would see pictures of our dog posted. <laughs> and... And then people then knew her name because we would reply. And it's like, oh, Molly's sp spotted on Bayview today. And Molly's, and so, and, and of course it's embarrassing, right? I'm the dog's owner and my wife, were, I'm just like, oh shit, the dog, you know. Oh so, so one of the comments though was, you should uh, get on a bike and run her. And at first I'm kind of like, well, you should get on a bike and run, <laughs> you know, I was like, but then I thought, you know what? I haven't ridden a bike in years. There's one in our garage. It's my wife's from before we were married. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to get on the bike. And so I go out there and I get on the bike and I ride the neighbor. We ride a mile or two miles or whatever that first day. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's earlier in the morning. It's nice and cool. To your point, the sun was shining. The dog is out. I mean, it's a race. Like the, I'm not winning, by the way. The dog can <laughs> whoop me every time. Um, but... All of a sudden, I'm enjoying. So now, two, three days a week, I, I you know, drop my son off at school. I go home. I get on the bike. 
and we go for a two or three mile uh, race, basically, <laughs> because, and the dog's running, the dog's loving it, because she's panning, I mean, she's like, I'm like her pack, right, so she's like <laughs> running, and we're in the pack, and she's chasing birds, she doesn't ever hurt them, but she's chasing birds, and geese, and all the stuff that live in our neighborhood, and I'm riding the bike, but after a while, I'm realizing that, wow, if I don't have this dog, I don't ride this bike, I don't enjoy, if I just went to ride a bike, it's not, I like, I'm a competitive person, I like to, you know, have a little challenge, and so for me, the, the, the dog is the challenge, because I have fun trying to outrun the dog and I don't ever get it done but I'm just like how cool is that so this dog that I was like frustrated with it was kind of a pain because she was getting out and running the neighborhood now if I run her first thing in the morning she never gets out she's like chill she's just like oh okay I'm good because she got to see everything she wanted to see I get the exercise yeah I get the exercise she gets the exercise we both you know what it's so funny because we will go back in through the garage and she'll just look up at me like with this happy face like yeah we did our job today we did we guarded the neighborhood we protected our territory right (laughs) or whatever and I'm like how cool is that that this that what I was doing what I thought I was doing for the dog I'm actually doing for me and so it reminded me as you're having this conversation with me similar thing right what we think we're doing for our pets we're, we're we if, if nothing else we're the beneficiary of what we do for our pets i would say it that way. well she guided you into how to increase joy right. and happiness and endorphins in your life through the experience of taking her for a run but there's another part mm-hmm. that i think is extremely important to mention is that as we become more conscious Mm -hmm. and we start making better choices in the form of how we spend our dollars you know we buy healthier foods or for them species appropriate and we quit using a lot of toxic chemicals who were really benefiting above and beyond all else is mother earth because everything that we're using gets washed somewhere down a sink down a toilet into the land Mm -hmm. so as we are improving the reduction of toxins in our our own lifestyle we're also influencing less toxins out into mother earth and we're being more conscious and aware of what we're doing to mother earth so mother's day just happened a few weeks ago yeah. and all these people were posting all this mother's day stuff and i posted to mother earth you know and i meant it so sincerely yes. because if we don't have mother earth we have no place to hang out <laughs> so we all need to be much more aware of how are we showing up and our pets are one example of bringing us there and then of course our own families and our own environments and then what's happening outside it sounds like you live in an hoa kind of development yes yes. and they typically spray glyphosate to get rid Mm -hmm. of all the weeds right right? so it's it's all of those pieces it's how can we start growing a little bit more food. It's okay mm-hmm. to grow lawns, but how can we do something in right. the form of having fruit bearing trees or having a raised bed and having herbs so that again, we're helping to feed the bees and we're helping to pollinate mother earth and we're just helping to raise the vibration of the earth and ourselves in a healthier way. I love it. And we started talking about pets today. So I that's why I was like, stick with us for a while because this is going to go some cool places because for in the pre-show I was like, okay, you know, a holistic bed. And then all of a sudden I started to get your vibe and I'm like, oh, I love this. I love the whole, because it, it expands, it keeps going. Right. I mean, it, yeah. we're, we're, and, and I also love that, you know, I love talking to people. Everybody that comes on the show is living on purpose and living their purpose. And so obviously it comes through, you know, it comes through you that you're definitely living your purpose. And so you took something that was 
what you would think would be not, I mean, you've just tied in saving the planet to being a veterinarian, which I love, right? I mean, and I think if we all could start to lean into that, yes, it is. Yeah. But if we could all start to see those connections in our own life of lives and say, okay, what am I doing? How is it affecting, you know, if I do, if I'm passionate about it and it's doing good for others, and in this case, doing good for pets, ultimately that is good for our highest self and the earth and you know, spirit and, and all things, all things. Right. And so I just love the whole, I, I, and I, yeah, I just love how you've woven that all together and, and can see it from that perspective that, I mean, it it really changes in my perspective, it changes the game from you have a pet coming in and you're treating it for a symptom and then you're sending it home to you're saving the earth. That's, and it's, it's both and, and it's really cool. I really appreciate that, yeah. that perspective. I'm going to share one more quick story. Sure, please. I love it. Yeah. And it doesn't exactly involve a pet, but so today of all days, um, I've been in a big fight with my utilities company because <laughs> they wanted to put a smart meter on my house and I was extremely opposed to it. Yes. And so they said, okay, here's your deal. You can opt out of the smart meter, but we're going to take you off the solar program. And I have my houses on solar, <laughs> which makes no sense. And so there is a law that says if yeah. you are not hooked to the grid, they yep. can take your CO away and you yes. cannot live in your house. Yep. I've heard that. So I finally had to acquiesce and allow them to put a smart meter in. <clears throat> I'm having somebody build me a Faraday cage uh-huh. because I have bees yep. and I just, so I want a Faraday cage around it and we're doing a lot of other EMF mitigation. But so the, the young man that comes, I open the gate and he goes, my gosh, I have been here a gazillion times and I've never been able to get in because your gate's always closed. <laughs> and he's a young guy. He's 41, but he's really young looking. And so as he's changing the meter and, and you know, it's not his fault. He's just doing his right. job. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't mean and ugly to him, yeah. even though I said, you know, I really don't want this meter. And he goes, I know I've talked to you before and I know you don't <laughs> want it. And um, so the meter is right next to my mulberry tree. Yep. So while he was changing the meter, I'm picking mulberries. It's mulberry season. Right. So I had this big handful of mulberries. And when he got all done, I went over there and I said, dude, I know it's not your fault. May I share some mulberries with you? And he looked at me and he goes, uh, do we have to wash them first? I go, no, no, no. The microbiome that there's no chemicals out here. So the microbiome is very good. You can eat this. Right. And then he goes, but I didn't wash my hands. I said, it's okay. <laughs> you can survive. I don't right. think your hand was on your hiney recently. Right. So you're okay. And he goes, but you don't wash your hands. And I said, no, nope, I'm good. <laughs> so I finally got him to eat the mulberry and he'd never had one before. He oh, had a yeah, whole handful. Yeah. And he goes, oh my God, these are amazing. And then we got to talking a little bit and he has two dogs and he lives underneath a cell tower. Yikes. And he goes, I bet that's not probably the healthiest <sighs> thing. And as we were talking about the health of the environment and what we do and our choices and the pets and this and that, he said to me, you know, just being around you has made me feel better. I, I feel like I've taken on some of your positivity and I feel better than I have before. Nice. How interesting yes. was that, that he actually Got it. Yeah. Right. He felt it it and he acknowledged it verbally, which I thought was pretty amazing. And then he had the mulberries and, you know, that was pretty great. And so we have, I'm hoping that I have influenced him to start looking at a couple of things in his life and making better choices. 
So how cool is that? Very cool. And you've definitely influenced me. And so I thank you. I know you've influenced our listeners. So Dr. Marlene Siegel, uh, holistichealthvet.com is the ebook. Oh, no, the, the website for or the, the ebook is um, holistichealingvet.com. But Vet. the best way to kind of check Connect out all you. the different yeah. articles is dr, like in doctor. Yep. And then my name, drmarlenesiegel.com. And, you know, you, I'm sure yep. you'll put we'll it put in your show notes, notes. so they get yep. spelling right. But yeah. that's the best way because we have the courses, the Transforming Vet Medicine courses. I actually teach veterinarians how to incorporate alternative medicine into their practices. So I, I teach vets. I teach pet parents. We have our own supplement company, our own food company. We have, of course, the veterinary website. There's We're getting ready to start our own freeze-dried food. I just bought Love my it. first freeze-dryer, my big freeze-dryer. <laughs> so we're going to be freeze-drying our food and helping to make sustainability easier for people. I love it. I love it. I love what you're doing in the world. Thank you so much for doing that. And we, yes, we will definitely put all the links in the show notes. And uh, yeah, we wish you the best. And and hopefully we get to visit with you more. And as you do release new stuff, please come back on the podcast and and let's let's have more conversations and talk about what you're doing. And and we can get into some of the products next time of like why this and why that. So so definitely please come back on. We it was a pleasure visiting with you today, and I look forward to uh, getting to know you better. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, vibe, V-I-B-E.com. Thank you for listening.